The year is 2002, and the eighth Michael Myers movie is released in theaters. Some say it's one of the worst slasher flicks of all time, but does it truly deserve that reputation? I'm Travis Kirkland. And I'm Luana Saito. And this is Trash Tober, our horror celebration on the Fend Your Trash movie. Trash movies. If you got some films in your streaming queue, what will we defend? Trash movies. If they're kind of weird and they weren't that good, what will we defend? Trash movies. We ain't afraid no trash. Trash movies make us feel good. Welcome back to our spooktacular time here on Defend Your Trash Movie, the podcast that examines bad movies and misrepresented films to see if they're actually good. And Luana, we are at the end of Trashtober. And uh, you know what? Hate, hate to see it go, but we always enjoy it when it's here. I love Trashtober. I love watching spooky movies. I love mm-hmm. the spooky. I think they are particularly suited for our podcast. Mm-hmm. And boy, well, have we got another zinger for you. Oh boy, and very uh very uh appropriately themed because uh <laughs> the day that this episode airs will be the day before actual All Hallows Eve, before the day of Halloween. So, I think we picked a very appropriate movie. Uh, but you know what? Let's do. Let's celebrate. Uh, let's trick or treat with a favorite segment of ours. Really, the oldest segment, and that's why we're gonna do a spooky version of our homage to the podcast blank check with the box office guessing game. Ooh, Ooh and Luana, of course, <laughs> this is the segment where you have to guess the top five movies at the box office weekend of today's movie are you prepared i i I, as much as i'll ever be because oh this is so spooky oh and this is the spookiest time of 2002 the weekend of july 12th (laughs) wait a minute this movie was released in july (laughs) well i imagine the reason is because the movie that came beforehand was also released in the summer of 1998 so they they probably thought hey that one worked maybe this one will work it did not work because (laughs) okay actually to set the scene july 12 2002 is actually a pretty packed weekend we have four new releases including Uh today's movie opening up this this uh, particular three-day period. Right, right, um, right. And uh, today's movie debuts at number four, so a very low showing. And I do believe it is one of the lower grocers in the overall franchise it belongs to. Uh-huh. Uh, but le- lands at number four, Luana. Are you ready to guess the rest of the top five for the box office weekend of July 12th, 2002? Okay, we, we start with number one? 
Starting at number one, are you ready? All right, definitely. Uh huh. Okay, so at number one, July 12, 2002, number uh, one is a sci fi movie. Is it Attack of the Clones? It is not Attack of the Clones, uh, but it is a sequel. A sci fi sequel, 2002. Uh, the Chronicles of Riddick? It is not the Chronicles of Riddick. <laughs> now, this now this movie is retaining its number one spot from last weekend when it debuted. Right, right. Debuted last week, holding on to the number one spot. The um, sci-fi sequel. Sci-fi sequel. Is it? Is it live action? It is live action. Part of a franchise. Part of a franchise. Uh, Would you like? Yeah, give me a hint. Yeah, sure. Uh, so this sci-fi sequel is also a comedy. A sci-fi sequel that's also a comedy. Men in Black 2? At number one, it's Men in oh, Black shit. 2. Nod your head. Black yeah. <laughs> oh boy, Men in Black 2, a definite candidate for this podcast. <laughs> Man, what what a week! Yeah, Men in Black Two and Halloween Resurrection. In the- let, let me tell you something. As right. the years have gone on, mm-hmm. I think the original Men in Black, the first one, just gets better with age. It just really is yeah, kind of a perfect summer blockbuster film, uh, almost close to a perfect film. And it, for at least for me personally, it just makes all the sequels just seem so much junkier and messier. <laughs> I like. I I don't think there is one Men in Black sequel I actually like. I mean, maybe. I yeah. I think I think Men in Black is very much like Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. where like the original is such a classic, and there's like maybe there's like elements in each yeah. sequel that i kind of like but there's not a single sequel that i actually go to bat for exactly yeah it can't get any better than 1997 uh except 2002 i guess at the time <laughs> but uh, all right so men in black 2 number one movie <laughs> yeah retaining that number one spot so it is fending off all of the new releases so let's get into some of these new releases mm-hmm. so number starting, two is a new release i guess starting at number two a new release for this weekend and it is a crime drama. 2002 crime drama. Um, okay. Is it big names? Oh, yeah. There is a big name as the star. Hmm. Other famous people, but it, this movie is definitely sold for the big name. Now, this crime <laughs> drama is also based on a comic book. It's too early for Sin City. It is not Sin City. A history of violence? No, it is not a history of violence. I think that's 2003, so next year. Ah, shit. Hey, some trivia note about a history of violence. I believe that is the last movie to ever be to ever be released on VHS tape. Oh, seriously? (laughs) I believe. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, but I do believe that is a trivia note. Okay, so anyway. Getting back to the yes. Oh wait, I um, um, uh, Tom Hanks. Um, mm-hmm. is it is it the is it the gangster mm-hmm. like um like um prohibition? It could be. Uh, can you produce the? Can you produce? Pro, it's not the t- prohibition. 
um, not prohibition. Purgatory. You're you're no, circling. Um, you're circling it. it uh, redemption, some mm. bullshit. Uh, Daniel Craig is like a Daniel Craig is a is an American in it. Um, yes, he is. Yes, he is. This uh, uh, this road to redemption. Um, mm-hmm. road, road to road to per- perdition. Road to perdition. At number two, it's road to perdition. Yeah, I I saw that. That was pretty good. I think. Yeah, I uh, I think yeah, I saw that, and uh, that's all I really have to say about Road to Perdition. That I that <laughs> I saw it once. As a seventeen-year-old, I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that's the highest debuting new movie for this weekend. At number three is another new release. This okay. movie is an action movie. An action movie. Mm-hmm. Two thousand. Two, mm-hmm. um, biggest stars too. Um, yes, yes, I will say yes. Okay. Um, this was a new release as well, right? Yes. Mm, okay. Now, one mm-hmm. action movie. Um, I'm assuming live action. Yes. Um, now is it like a police based or military? Based? No. Uh, yeah. in fact, this action movie is a fantasy action movie. Oh, okay. Fantasy action movie? Uh, wait, 2002? Um, Lord of the Rings was Christmas, so it's not a Lord of the Rings in the mm. summer. I'll rectify. Let me clarify. I This is an action movie with fantasy elements. Oh, okay. That's, that's, a, that's a weird... Com- an action movie with fantasy... So it's like... Once you get like, the movie, I, I know, think you'll Guys understand. with guns fighting dragons or something. <laughs> like, is, is that the kind of, Is that the type of stuff? Could it I'm, be? Um, I like, uh, what's it? It's uh, Miljovovich Monster Hunter or something like that, I guess. Uh, it is not Monster Hunter. No, of course not Monster Hunter. <laughs> That's a two-year-old movie, but... Uh, something like that, I guess. So the, um, oh, That's a pretty niche thing. Um, is, is it Dragons? It is dragons. Dragons in 2002? It wasn't Lord of the Rings. So it's got action guys fighting dragons. You pro- oh, is it that post-apocalyptic movie? Um, That, um, wait, um, got, uh, what's his name? Um, fucking, uh, um, McConaughey. Uh, yeah, Matthew McConaughey. And, um, because, uh, like, Christian Bale is, like, telling yes. little kids a story, and he's, like, he's He's telling them Star Wars. Yes, Christian uh, Bale, Matthew uh, McConaughey, the the dragons, uh, end of fire or something. End of. Mm, you're getting. Uh, you're end circling it. Fire. Uh, mm-hmm. What is that? What are the dragons doing, Luana? What are they doing? Breath of fire. No. Uh, what are they literally doing to the earth? They're. Ruling it, rule of rain of fire. At number three, it's <laughs> rain of fire. Yes. <laughs> Fuck, I saw that movie. God damn, that was. I I laughed silently because you literally like ah oh, what and some guys firing machine guns at dragons are like yeah you got it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, that's pretty just, much what it just, is. You, yes, you just didn't see the title. <laughs> like, it's so no, funny. Like if you. If you say, well, it's an action movie with fantasy elements, so, so like, what is it? 
is it guns versus dragons? Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> uh, yeah, Reign of Fire. I only saw that once. And again, that's all I got to say about Reign of Fire. <laughs> saw it exactly once. what happens, buddy. Uh, I think I could probably end up on the Okay, so number podcast. four is Halloween. Number four is today's movie. Now, number five is not a new release. This is, uh, I think it's like one or two weeks old at number uh-huh. five and this is a comedy okay is this a, is this a star comedy like Mike oh Myers yeah or a big star big comedy star of the time i didn't it's not mike myers no well i mean one might even stay still to this day in a, in some way yeah not Mike uh, myers. Jim, jim carrey not jim carrey eddie murphy not eddie murphy uh let's name him um, steve carell not Steve Carell. Now, this comedy movie with a comedy star is actually a remake. So, but you're this this person is the star to this day, right? You said yes. Or, uh, you know what? Yes, I I will say yes, yes, yes. Uh, ben Stiller, not Ben Stiller. Uh, will Will Ferrell, not Will Ferrell. Jeez. This is a <laughs> this is a Saturday Night Live cast member though. Mm, Kristen, we no Kristen, we came through with bridesmaids, so that's maybe early. You me. are. It's funny. You're sort of ignoring oh, somewhat a, a, a contemporary of Mike Myers dur- during his time at SNL. Okay, so Mike Myers, Mike Myers was like early ni- late eighties, early nineties. Early '90s, yeah, yeah, first half of the uh, '90s, a contemporary of his that uh, was also a big comedy star, and I would I would still say uh, still starts to this day. All the stars I'm thinking of, I feel like they started later, like Bill Hader. You're and- you're you're missing a big one. So it's not Jim Carrey, but Jim Carrey wasn't an SNL guy. He was no in living, in, color, li- in living color. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. Um, what else to say about this movie? Uh, uh, big yeah, big comedy star, SNL contemporary of Mike Myers. Uh, David Sp- no, <laughs> not David Spade. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> is a remake of a classic movie. It actually retains a uh, part of the title from this older movie. A remake of a classic movie, Mr. Deeds. At number five, it's Mr. Deeds. Oh, fuck Adam Sandler. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. I, I was conflating him with Ben Stiller. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, Wait, was that... Ben Stiller even an SNL guy? No, he right? Was a fe- he was featured for a season, but didn't pop. Um, right. But uh, And then later pops. Uh, you know, later on had his own sketch show, the short-lived Ben Stiller show that had uh, Janine Garofalo, Andy Dick, and Bob Odenkirk on it. Oh, okay. okay. Um, but uh, yeah, number five, it's Mr. Mr. Deeds, Deeds, the remake of Mr. Deeds Goes, <laughs> Deeds to, Town. goes to Washington. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right, so that was the <laughs> I top love, five. I loved your, I loved your disgusted <laughs> James. David Spade. David Spade. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, look. I'm sure other people. I probably did the same. Have said that, and they're like David Spade. And I actually like David Spade, but you know, yeah. still, it's like, come on now, David Spade. Um, all right. 
So that was the top five, starting at number one, Men in Black 2, then Road to Perdition. Number three, Reign of Fire. Number four, Today's Movie. Number five, Mr. Deeds. Would you like to know the rest of the top ten? Yeah, for sure. Number, okay, so at number six is the last new release of this weekend, and that is uh, The Crocodile Hunter Collision Course. Oh, that is, that is an insane movie. I don't know if you've seen it, but yeah, it's like part part actual crocodile hunter movie <laughs> or TV episode mixed in with this uh a diamond heist, I believe, or diamond yeah. plot, and then like a crocodile swallows like the diamond, right? <laughs> it's it's it felt almost like if the Jackass movies were forced to have a plot, which I guess the Bad Grandpa movie was. Yeah, um, but yeah, basically it's like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's it's real crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, but okay. that was like yeah, but like today's movie, Road to Perdition, Reign of Fire, Crocodile Hunter, all releasing this weekend. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, at number seven is Lilo and Stitch. Okay, is that the first good movie on this? <laughs> <laughs> on this Maybe. Uh, number eight is Like Mike. Mike, oh, is that the little Bow Wow? Movie? Yeah, little Bow Wow, and he gets the sneakers <laughs> that make him, you know, play basketball really well. Like Mike. Let me tell you something. Crispin Glover is the villain in that movie, and it is very funny to watch because he is being his weird Crispin Glover intensity to a kids movie, and it's kind of <laughs> and it's kind of funny to watch. Oh man, you just kind of sold this fucking movie. I mean, hey, I get could be an episode. Uh, at number nine is Minority Report. Oh, okay, the, okay, the second good movie, I guess. And then at number ten, it's The Born Identity. Oh, don't exert yourself, cinema. There's three good movies here. Okay. <laughs> but cool. no, no, we had to do all Reign of Fire, Road to Perdition, today's movie, and Crocodile Hunter. That was the four-fingered punch of Hollywood that we're going <laughs> to get the weekend of July 12th. Man, I, I may be being too harsh on Road to Perdition and Reign of Fire because like, I remember kind of enjoying them when I watched them like 20 years ago mm-hmm. so but i mean they mustn't have really made a huge impression on me because i don't think i ever like rewatched them so. exactly um uh but yeah that was the weekend of july 12 2002 and let's go ahead and dig into the number four movie on that box office chart let's wrap up trash sober with halloween resurrection Tomorrow night, you will enter the childhood home of our most brutal mass murderer. The home has been rigged up with several cameras, but for the most part, the audience will see only what you see. Six friends. Are you sure they're not just putting us in some house with hidden cameras in the shower? This is gonna be fun. Have been offered fame and fortune. That's the American dream. All they need to do. All the windows will be boarded up and all the doors will be locked shut behind them. No one will be allowed to leave until the show is over. You stay the night. Let the danger-tainment begin! Now... You think this is the one that he used to, you know, do his thing? The webcast is live. One flash and you can light up a thousand computer screens. You are, like, this close to getting voted off the island. The stage is set. Has anybody else seen this? That worked 
Halloween Resurrection, directed by Rick Rosenthal, was released on July 12, 2002. It stars Bianca Kylik, Busta Rhymes, Jamie Lee Curtis, Sean Patrick Thomas, Katie Sackoff, and many others. Um, Luana, kick us off, won't you? Uh, what are your thoughts, feelings, and history with the movies of the slasher Michael Myers? I mean, we talked about Mike Myers a bit at the top. We talked about <laughs> Michael Myers now. So he's the death guru. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I'm in a weird place with Michael Myers because, like, I grew up with Freddy uh, and saw a bit of Chucky. Um, Halloween was um, like I saw bits and pieces of the original Halloween, but I think I only like ever fully saw it like like front to back maybe three years ago or something uh the original halloween i think i think halloween resurrection might in fact be the first halloween i ever saw uh which is you know pretty wild uh then i saw the i'm not sure if i saw h2o after that or if i saw wow yeah completely different uh, yeah really flipping that uh, and I saw the first Rob Zombie one. Uh, the and the, the two out of three David Gordon Greens. Oh uh, uh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, we'll get. No, I'll, I'll get it to him at least. <laughs> uh, I I do love slashers because I just simply picked up the most recent slasher because uh, I was like really psyched about Freddy versus Jason back in in those days. Yeah, I mean, even if you weren't like a diehard fan, I was like, hey, look, it's those two popular things mm-hmm. and they're going to bash against each other. Let's see it. And it was also kind of the, um, you know, um, there it was my, the early OOs were my big uh, sort of splash into internet movie culture, like posting mm-hmm. on message boards and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, slasher series are a good one because they have like, a lot of entries, a lot of like behind the scenes trivia. Yeah. If, if you're a movie nerd and like a lot of stuff goes wrong or there's like entries that that never get made or, or it gets so rejiggered that there's a big story behind them. Yeah. Every franchise seems to have just this big, long protracted history, whether right. the quality is up there or not. Exactly. And um, 
yeah so um while i never really i, I still have not yet seen all the halloweens and i generally like yeah. slasher movies oh. uh so um yeah maybe i should i've uh i've uh, told myself i would uh, like for the last three years or so, I've I've watched a one of the David Gordon Green Halloweens with like a year's delay. So I told myself <laughs> I would watch I would watch ends this year. <laughs> it would end ends this year. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm I'm um, I'm a fan of the concept, uh, but I've never super gotten into the Halloween series itself. Even though after having actually watched the original front to back, I do have to admit that it is full-on classic mm-hmm. um i thought uh, absolutely blew my mind it was like seeing i don't know jaws or jurassic park for the first time oh yeah so, yeah yeah uh yeah definitely love the og mm-hmm. love slashers mm-hmm. uh i'm fine with sequels that don't hold up mm-hmm. uh, or or don't hold a candle to the classic original as long as they're fun mm-hmm. so that's that's where i'm coming uh, from with the, uh, with this, so it's my. Mm. How, how about you? What's your background with well, slashers not, and Halloween in general? Well, I'm not surprised that uh, you know you haven't watched all the movies because if you count like every single movie that has Michael Myers in it, whether it be a sequel or a remake or whatever, that's over ten movies. So that's a, <laughs> right. That's yeah. a lot of stuff you can you got to process. Uh, but I've always <laughs> loved slashers. I mean, I think slashers essentially were kind of the next step for me from say like comic books like how do you get into comic books you watch superheroes so you like superheroes because those are the characters that you like and you want to keep seeing them in this particular genre or this particular medium of comic books same thing with horror you you get into right. horror but it's like ah but i really like that character or that guy so I'm, i want to keep watching movies right, right so it was a you know it was a natural evolution for me and unlike you, I am a, a weird nerd who has seen all of the Michael Myers movies. And that- I, I feel like that's a project that I might undertake at some point, too. Okay, all right. <laughs> I, I mean, may- it's less work than seeing all the Godzillas, which I, I mean, uh, I mean, I may, I may have to guide you through that, even though it's not that treacherous. Um, but uh, yeah, um, so uh, yeah, so like I, I love the original 1978 movie directed by John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just one of my favorite horror movies of all time. It's just one of my favorite movies of all time. I could probably spend this entire episode length just talking about how much I love that film and what I love about it. Um, but I mean, to just kind of homogenize it to one thing, I just love how it is a wonderful blend of uh, like cozy suburban Halloweenness and uh, creepy unsettling suburbia. I, I I love that mix of it. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I was um, mm-hmm. I was really um, really blown away by how well it sort of uh, portrayed. I'm not sure if it was like, oh, we have to you know shoot, we have to shoot without a license or whatever, so we have to kind of shoot when the streets are empty, or if it was actually intentional. But like it kind of showed suburbia as this almost uh, prototypical like what we do now on the internet is like uh, movies with uh, or like shorts with about liminal spaces yeah um empty malls and stuff like that and carpenter made you know 70s suburbia look like that like it felt like literally only inhabited by 
the people we are stalking right now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, that's God, that's one of the things I love about it. And, mm -hmm. I mean, I watch the original Halloween every Halloween season, not just for the, you know, ob obvious appropriateness of it, but I think because the mood it invokes is so wonderful of the right. season and, and wonderful of a, I think, a particular American uh version of halloween both kind of the coziness of it but also kind of the unsettling unsettling nature it can be but anyway yeah i love that movie um i watched i remember watching that first on television at a very young age and that was mm -hmm. i think one of the first movies that ever really creeped me out really scared me even though right, right. it was a tv edit so like you know they they, <laughs> they they blurred out you know the breasts and probably a few of the bloody bits but that's how good the movie was that 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 even with some censored parts to it uh like i remember the first time i ever got freaked out and panicked by a movie was near the end where after you think Laurie Strode has finally killed Michael Myers in the closet, like putting that coat hanger wire right up into his eyeball. And you think, all right, he's lying down dead. That's it. And so it's that shot of her. Yeah, that shot of her uh, sitting tired in the door frame, and you see the body of Michael Myers in the back out of folks. And then it just rises up. And I and it's no there's no music. It's not like a jump scare. But I just remember being so freaked out by that when I was a kid. Right, right. It's just like, oh, no, Laurie, no. And uh, let me tell you something. I, I I stole that fucking moment so many times. If when I was like running D and D games or whatever, <laughs> like that's been hugely influential to when I was a storyteller in a group, and uh, like trying to describe like I don't know like a a creepy skeleton rising up or whatever. <laughs> ah! So uh, thank you, John <laughs> Carpenter. Thank you, John. And and okay, so I obviously love the original. I have a weird relationship with the franchise overall because mm -hmm. I there are sequels that I like, but I don't have that much like affection for the franchise as a whole. Like I'm not one. Right. Like, oh my goodness! I can't. I can't wait to see what they have cooking next or how they're gonna reach. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm good with just the original. Uh, in fact, if you'll indulge me, I will quickly go through my thoughts on each. I will go as quickly as I can. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Halloween 2. Obviously cheesier, uh, much more bloodier, has more gratuitous boobs, but it's fun. I, I like that sequel. Halloween okay. 3, Season of the Witch, the weird outlier that has no Michael Myers at all. It's all about the Silver Shamrock Company and the robots and the Halloween mass and the Druid stuff and everything. That's a, I like it. I think it's a movie I respect more for its weirdness than I enjoy watching as a movie, but I still right. like it. Mm -hmm. uh, four, five, and six, which are considered the Thorn trilogy, I don't really care for. I think Daniel Harris is really good in four and five, but I don't think four and five are have ever been particular favorites of mine, even though I know they tend to be fan favorites among Halloween fans. Uh, and six is abysmal, the one with Paul Rudd. And I think I think generally people will be like, yeah, six, that's that's the super shitty one. Um, Halloween H2O, uh, the return of Jamie Lee. I haven't seen that one in quite a number of years, but I remember it being fun. So, yeah, there you go. Easy. Fun. Okay. Uh, Resurrection will get to um, the two Rob Zombie directed Halloween movies. I do not like I find them very unpleasant. 
I find Rob Zombie in general to be an unpleasant filmmaker with maybe the exception of Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses and even then mm, even then like the, then the I'm kind of the mm, point kind of there yeah, you know? I get it but uh, mm, it, anyway. no, I'm not I'm not trying yeah. to uh, gainsay you but like even if you're like those are the exceptions I'm like well but I'd still call those unpleasant movies you know yeah though um I, I mean though Rob Zombie as a filmmaker I have thoughts on um mixed thoughts I will say though um and then the david gordon green i'll be honest the david gordon green movies are a mixed bag for me too like the 2018 legacy sequel is a movie i like mm-hmm. but i don't love it and i right. always feel we- kind of weird because it's like this feels like a sequel that should be meant for me who mm-hmm. loves the original more than anything else and there is stuff in there that i do like but there is there's stuff in it that holds me back from really loving it um halloween kills is junky i will totally cop to it it is as junky as people say but i think it is fun i think it the junkiness actually makes it fun so i actually do not mind halloween kills and then halloween ends is don't 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 spoil stuff because i do still want to watch that so okay um... i'll just say i didn't like it that's all i'll say didn't like it didn't care for it uh I'm not that I was looking forward to it anyway, but I'm not looking forward to David Gordon Green's The Exorcist Believer. Um, that is getting such crap reviews. Yeah. Did you know that Universal spent $400 million just to get the rights to make Exorcist what? movies? Yeah. And not even like to get million dollars and not even to get like the back, back catalog, but just the rights to make more Exorcist movies. And it's like, Why? Exorcist movies don't work. No one likes <laughs> them. Oh, everyone only likes the first one. Don't the lesson is don't make them. And now they're learning that. <laughs> like, yeah, they're number one, but it was I think it was like a soft number one debut. And by the time this episode comes out, it's probably blown out of the fucking water by the Taylor Swift concert movie. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, um, th- uh, but it, those are my uh, uh i'm glad you could indulge me Lana, on my halloween thoughts uh so let's I, get it to... was, I thought it was very entertaining okay um uh, yeah let me know if you want to go through michael myers i can probably guide you through that um oh def for sure for sure um but let's go into resurrection which is a direct sequel to halloween h2o uh halloween h2o which pretty much ignored the thorn trilogy so no four five and six and obviously three is not in continuity with any of them. So if you're following the continuity of this, we're going from the original to Halloween 2 to H2O to Resurrection. I'll say this. When I was doing research on this episode, looking up info, uh, I found surprisingly more than a couple of essays, think pieces, whatever, saying, oh, Halloween Resurrection is actually not that bad or it's actually better than you think and blah, blah, blah. And I got to say, that was very surprising because I remember when this I did not see this when it first came out, but I remember when it first came out and it was pretty savage, like it bombed bad and no one and no one liked it, even though H2O in 1998 was well received and everything. Uh, Resurrection pretty much like uh, took a nosedive. I, and, you know, obviously, you know, that franchise took a nosedive and it wasn't revived until Rob Zombie did the remake. So, uh yeah, and uh, now go ahead. What, what, are, what are some first things you... What's the first thing you want to get into with this movie, Luana? 
just like our uh, last year's slasher movie that we did Friday the 13th, A New Beginning, um, I respect how mercenary it is in that um, we get it is it is a very polite 90 minutes, which, you know, for an eighth slasher sequel, it should be illegal to be longer than that. But, you know, very nice of them to keep it at 90 minutes. But even even so, in those 90 minutes, the first 17 of them <laughs> are a prologue. Uh retconning the end of halloween h2o yep and uh, i don't like it i'll be very honest i don't like that <laughs> actually having um because like i had no i was like if, if, to me when i first saw this movie uh and you know without the context of any other halloweens it almost felt like a little free show movie you know before the the main show uh having seen the original halloween and you know being so uh and how i i even saw h2o uh at least once uh but you know a decade ago at this point um, yeah uh <laughs> i was like oh damn that's disrespectful man <laughs> uh yeah i think but... jamie lee I think she said, or I think the only reason she came back was for contract reasons, basically. Yeah, um, exactly. Uh, I, I even read, uh, like, uh, I mean, I don't know what the sources are, but like that Mustafa Akkad, the producer who's been there since I think the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah. He said he it was in his contract in H2O that they couldn't kill Michael Myers or something. Um, oh, I don't know that. But, and that uh, they and that they full on shot that opening, or that they shot the paramedic stuff, uh, on the same, like with the same crew as H two O. So that really, was, yeah, it was that's surprising. Uh, so wait, let me see what exactly. I mean, I'll say that I think that's uh, I don't like the retconning. I because I think the the ending of H two O is her beheading michael myers and it's a pretty like badass like final moment yeah. uh -huh. and like i'm like i I'm, i don't know the, like it just feels like a lot it also feels like a lot of like backwards back breaking retconning to be like no he act it, he was actually he put it he put a mask on the paramedic and the <laughs> paramedic had his larynx crushed so he couldn't talk about i'm like oh yeah just, come on what are we doing here um I do know this. I remember I, I listened to an interview with uh, Malik or Malik, Malik Akkad, son of Mustafa Akkad, because um, who is um, Malik is now the current rights holder producer of the Halloween movies, uh, even through the Rob Zombie movies, David Gord Green movies. And I remember him recalling they were shooting the scene where Jamie Lee gets killed right. and she and he went up to her and saying, you know, Jamie, we don't have to kill you. You know, we can like shoot an additional shot of you like crawling away once you, you know, once you land and, you know, right. you don't have to make it a final thing. And Jamie Lee just said, nope, I, nope, I'm dead. I am out of here. Like she was <laughs> like, okay, she, she uh, like she came back, but uh, I think she even knew shit staying is like, got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I have to say that uh, David Gordon Green must be a charming motherfucker to get her back after that. Yeah. Um, um, 
Okay, so um, mm -hmm. I looked it up here. Mm -hmm. um, Curtis wanted to end the series. Uh, so with H2O already, right? Okay, uh, yeah. But Mustafa Akkad had a clause that legally wouldn't allow the writers to kill Michael Myers off. <sighs> According to the uh, Scream Factory Blu-ray, uh, Curtis almost left the project just weeks before filming until uh, Kevin Williamson, the guy who also uh, wrote Scream, mm -hmm. uh, came up with the paramedic storyline and presented it to Akkad. Uh, Curtis, <laughs> Curtis agreed to be part of the film under the condition that no footage hinting toward a sequel would be presented by the film. So you could not watch HB, H2O and be like, oh, they're teasing a sequel. The audience would have to believe that Michael was dead until the inevitable sequel was announced. Oh, boy. What a... Ugh. And the, um, the editor of H2O said that the first shot of Michael in the paramedic uniform was filmed the day after H2O's principal photography had ended. Oh man, I, I, uh, I don't like any of that. I'll just say, <laughs> I don't care for any of that. Um, yeah, God, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I, I will be very frank and upfront. I don't really care for this movie much. Um, <clears throat> there's parts of it that make me lol, but I'm not. And and this intro, this whole little prologue with J, and not, and I'm not even in a sense of like. Oh no, how dare they do that to Laurie Strode and all that. Look, if they want to kill off Laurie Strode in some interesting opening scene, I think that's a thing you could do, but it's like, mm -hmm. I don't know. It it just it just hits the wrong note for me. Um, and that note does not get picked up for the rest of the movie, I'll say, when we get to our actual setting. The thing is that if you make a if you kill off Laurie like after not only after surviving you know two encounters with michael in her teens and another episode of michael 20 years later um and then you bring her back yet another time to ultimately kill her off in what is not even the climax of the movie if you want to do that then you are presenting a like a very very dark and nihilistic story kind of you know because like you're sort of like hey doesn't matter it's almost like an it follows type of thing you know you can you can you can escape michael for you know for for a while but he'll always get you that's very dark and it's very and the movie that follows is very much not that it it's very much you know to 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 uh you know to to whatever effect it it actually achieves but it it very much aims at being a fun party slasher movie you know oh boy and you know with, uh, with <laughs> and the fact that it starts with like a 17 minute prologue in which michael ultimately fucking gets laurie is like uh, okay <laughs> you know it's uh it's wild yeah, and uh, oh, do, do you know what the original title for this movie was before mm. they landed on Halloween Resurrection? No. This was originally going to be called HalloweenMichaelMyers.com. <laughs> <laughs> because, ladies and gentlemen, we're in the internet age here at Haddonfield. I love that... Um, um... Oh, it's um, Katie Sackhoff's character. Yeah. Like, so what are you what are you hoping to 
what are we gonna do with this? Like, and she's like, oh, I hope to, I hope to break out in, in network news or something. Yeah. <laughs> I hope this internet, uh, being an internet sensation, will help me break into network TV. And I'm like, God, I mean, show like a teenager in like 2023 that, and <laughs> they'll they'll be like. Why would I want to be on network TV if I can like be a big Twitch streamer? Exactly. Network TV's dying at this point, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, look, this is just, you know, we're not just resurrecting, but this was, you know, the rush of 2000s movies that tried to make the internet an yeah, important right. component and just mm -hmm. look and just looks, you know, la laughably antiquated. Uh, <laughs> probably even just a year out from release. So, yeah, this is the movie where. We see a live web broadcast of uh of uh what what's Buster Rhymes company Skill Tertainment Danger Team Danger Tainment <laughs> uh broadcasting this this like part true crime part prank show <laughs> where <laughs> where where Buster Rhymes tries to set up all these uh, college kids to go investigate the Michael Myers house, but then Busta and Tyra Banks have set up all these like pranks, like oh, dead body, fake dead bodies, and all these other things to like scare them and spook, spook them for audience entertainment. <laughs> oh my god! I... <laughs> and uh, you know, people, uh, you know, it's it's a typical people love to, um. People love to harp on a specific element that stands out for things. You know, if, if a movie doesn't work, they'll love to be like, yeah, it's the one with such and such, you know, and, and like that should be enough. Shouldn't need I say more? That means it sucks. Uh, you know, like people will go like, oh, Phantom Menace has Jar Jar Binks or something. Right, I'm like, right, right. sure, Jar Jar Binks is unfunny, but like, the Phantom Menace has more problems than Jar Jar Binks. Right. And like Halloween Resurrection, oh, it's the one with Busta Rhymes. And I'm like, Busta Rhymes is like the one fucking bright spot in this movie. I have <laughs> like, to kind of, I have to agree. I kind of do have to agree. He's, he's, he's funny. He, he's, he's almost absurd in, in what he's doing. He's, he busts through the door and goes, trick or treat, motherfucker. <laughs> like, the, the, yeah. The, the funny thing is how, this is okay. So this is some whatever slasher, and I would say in these horror movies, slasher movies, whatever. If there's a pretense of like, I don't know, a TV show or some type of production, usually the character who is like the producer is usually like a sleazy character. Yeah, like, like a shitbag. Like yeah, a real shitbag, a real exploitative type of person. And I mean, you could say that just that you know, Busta and Tyra kind of being sort of shitty and not being a hundred percent honest with the college kids but like right, right. they're not the but like the funny thing is like they really don't portray Buster Rhymes as a sleazy character so much so that I noted that like so there's the scene where he watch <laughs> he's watching kung fu movies in his hotel room and he's really <laughs> into it it's like yeah kung yeah, fu yeah. Movie, yeah kung fu <laughs> you know knock knock there's a knock at the door and, and he he's someone's like ah oh, it's interrupting my kung fu movies this better be good and <laughs> and uh he answers the door and it's bianca kylik and she's mm -hmm. like oh no i'm gonna quit you know i i don't think i want to be and and uh busta rhymes like no nah, you have to do the show you know blah 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 and here's the thing i would think in another typical slasher movie that character i think is sleazy and and you know it's probably like starts to hit on her probably right, brings right, her right, into right, the right. hotel room gets 
too comfortable and whatnot. But right, no, right, like right. he he tries to like pepper her up with uh, this inspirational speech, and then as soon as she leaves, he's like, "Yeah, now back to my kung fu movie." <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, that's it's just so funny that it's like, oh no. We're meant to think that Buster Rhymes is kind of a good guy. Um, I just think it's it's funny how they uh, tried. To, it's a a little unexpected. No, yeah, exactly. And I I also feel like that's probably a reason why um, why he is like mentioned as as a as a detractor uh, detract detractor detract, whatever a bad yeah. thing of the movie yeah. uh, because like. The movie treats him as kind of a hero, mm-hmm. and um, like he's 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 a he's a weird good like he's this weird Carney Barker who has a heart of gold underneath, yeah. um, and he's very you know he's very out there. I'm not, I'm not saying that Busta is the greatest actor, but he is definitely the great a great performer, and he, he, he puts <laughs> the personality in there. He has yeah, pers- absolutely. And it, and it, and and, I, and he stands out because it's like, you know, there's some fine actors also in the cast, but like none of the other characters are really popping off like he is. Yeah, exactly. Like I, Bianca Kylik is whatever in this movie. Yeah. Like she's just, you know, like there's nothing really distinct about, at least Katie Sackhoff kind of has like that kind of like, yeah, I want to be on TV and I want to yeah, you know, right, show, right, you know, right. she, she's of course like the friend who's more outgoing and, you know, she has <laughs> that, but at least she puts a little bit of something there, right, um, right. but everyone else is just, eh, everyone else right. is kind of like a shrug, like Thomasine Nichols is a perv, but you know, whatever, that's, you got to have a perv and, you know, these slashers and then you got to have, you know, the, the, the couple who fucks and then it gets killed. Um, oh yeah. It's like everyone else is whatever. The lady who fucks was like her deal was that she was a feminist, I think. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was so fun because like she's kind of constantly like teasing the music major guy. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> at one point there was this line that made me laugh so hard. I was like, "What the fuck is this character?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, right, screwing a music major." It's tantamount to lesbianism. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> like, get what. Why? <laughs> I actually still don't. Because I was trying to put on my best 2002 homophobic, you know, joke yeah, brain. Right. I'm like, I, I actually still don't know what that means. Like, um, I, I guess, like, music majors are just girls, you know, like, yeah. oh, okay. Or like, is <laughs> but, he, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I actually don't, I can't give you an explanation. I can't, I can't figure out the cleverness of the wit of Halloween <laughs> Resurrection, formerly <laughs> HalloweenMichaelMyers.com. <laughs> God, that would have been. They they should have fucking gone with yes. that title. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, when uh, Bianca Kalik mails the her teenage buddy Deckard. Oh, okay. yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And she mails it like, "Hey, uh, yeah, just gonna send a quick email." <laughs> and she sends an email, and we briefly see the header, and I just had to laugh so much at like just a <laughs> header saying like her her email address was like sarah at haddonfieldu.com re michael Meyer. <laughs> doesn't that sound that sounds like it would be like a teen novel version of like halloween like here's a halloween for the for the for the teen for the ya it's like <laughs> re, re michael myers uh oh man that decker that whole decker subplots um how do we feel about the decker subplot uh i 
I have weird, I don't know how I feel about it. Cause it's like, I think it is kind of a mute. Well, first of all, this, I think this is another case of like, these are high schoolers who look like adults. <laughs> yeah. I Once was again. like, okay, so Deckard is supposed to be younger than Sarah. <laughs> they, they say that they're freshmen, that they're high school freshmen at one point. Um, and, and what, what's funny is that like, so his buddy's like, no, that man, I'm like, like 16 or something. Right. Yeah. And the, the weird thing is like, so like his friend is like, nah, come on. That's a college student. You know, we're freshmen. What are you doing? But it's like, I don't know. You, you kind of look, you kind of look the same age. <laughs> you probably wouldn't stand out at a party. <laughs> exactly. And then this, and, um, this, uh, the, the weird joke where they go to the Halloween party dressed as Jules and Vincent from <laughs> Pulp Fiction even uh the one the friend is dressed like Jules, but he has it's a weird Jules costume because he has like a big a, a poofy afro with a pit, afro comb in it with yeah. a comb and it's like Jules didn't he didn't look like that that's what <laughs> sam jackson did not look like that in pulp fiction in fact there was this whole fucking there's even a behind the scenes story about how originally i think in the script uh Jules had an afro uh-huh but he oh, didn't really? want to wear the wig or something. Oh, okay. And... Did not know. But yeah, it, it's not. So like, yeah, of course they wouldn't know Pulp Fiction. That's Pulp Fiction because that's not exactly <laughs> that's the not what Jules look like. My <laughs> um, I did like the gag of um when Decker is first accessing the web stream on the computer and the couple walk, burst in making out. And then they're like, "Hey, you want to watch the the? You want to watch the show?" The Michael Myers thing. <laughs> and then the guy's like, oh, "No." And then the walk. The girl's like, "Hi, yeah," and he's like, "Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah." <laughs> and then uh, Decker becomes basically the hero of the story. <laughs> really, Decker and Buster Rhymes are the heroes of <laughs> Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> I, I thought it was like, um, because uh, I don't know if that if if that um, if you noticed that, but like. When Laurie traps Michael on the roof with yeah. the with the lasso thing, and like uh, at one point, like the the gears or the mechanism like sort of starts screeching, mm-hmm. and there's this bit where Michael goes like, like he's oh, venom yeah. or something. Oh yeah, yeah. And then later, it doesn't really. I mean, he still he still gets one over on Laurie, so it's, it's like this is a weird thing. Like he can't stand the sound or something. And then later we learn that during the auditions for Dangertainment, that uh, Bianca can like scream super loud. Yeah, that weird moment where she screams super loud in the audition and breaks a glass with right. her scream. <laughs> and I think it happens again in the house. I'm not sure. They don't, I feel like even if that's the case, they don't really translate that. They don't like be like, hey, remember when that happened? She's doing it now. Like, it's not, if that is the case, it's like she never uses her her super screen power. (laughs) Yeah, because like they go to this this weird tangent where like this screechy noise is like bothering Michael. Mm hmm. And we have a final girl that is really good at screaming at high pitched screams, mm-hmm. and it doesn't, it doesn't come there. She doesn't do like a super scream to. Uh, yeah, she's not know? doing. She's not going full black canary going. Ah! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is weird. Uh, like 
I mean, that would have been like a weird thing to, I, I would have put that in the movie's favor in the sense that like we suddenly decide that pocket, our final girl has black canary power. <laughs> Speaking of like weird character traits that I don't know if the movie really knows what to do with, like Sean Patrick Thomas's whole thing is that he's like a fitness in like, uh, he's he's in the fitness and he I knows about health food and stuff, nutrition yeah. and, and he has that weird that weird answer during his audition where he's like yeah you know they, they said that hitler was a was a vegetarian and you know that's why he did what he's like <laughs> what what are you talking like i know this is supposed to be like a dumb guy i i guess maybe he's supposed to be like the dumb jock but if that dumb jock was a health nut but like right it's like what what are you talking about <laughs> and then later he has a <laughs> the magic the magic fennel i think the, the magic oh, yeah. fennel the spice based the spice, where he, he he opens it up he's like oh this is probably old oh no this is actually fresh and then he uses it to kind of get away from michael myers when he's attacking him in the kitchen and i guess that's a payoff uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh wait I like- do, I, do i like this movie actually i love that they they didn't bother to pay off the sonic screen <laughs> but the- the dangerous panel is totally and of course we they they intelligently set that up like by having him know about you know nutrition and food of course you know (laughs) this is a smart storytelling here brick by brick storytelling uh (laughs) and then for no reason there's like two homages that the movie does that feel like oh yeah look at us we're being cool and hip but like they amount to nothing because this movie is nothing because so like sean patrick Thomas gets killed basically in an echo of the uh, kitchen knife or like the kitchen kill from the first movie when he pins up uh, PJ against Soul's door, boyfriend yeah. against the door. But like this time he gets three knives. Oh, it, this is the 2000s. He gets extreme. So he gets <laughs> three knives. <laughs> three knifing in, into a door, into the kitchen door this time. So he gets three. And then... Uh, an earlier kill when oh my god this fucking scene the scene with the the camera guy setting up the cameras and Tyra Banks is oh, over yeah. them, over the over the headset you know bitching at him about like you need a man and he gets killed and what is it, it, it's a homage to Peeping Tom the 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 yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, British yeah, yeah. horror movie where. Uh-huh. In Peeping Tom, for those who don't know, it, with it's, the camera, yeah. it's a guy who who has a camera on a tripod, and then he kills victims by like thrusting the this stabby end of a tripod through their throat, and that that's what Michael Myers does. So that's one thing. But then the reason that this guy gets killed is because Tyra Banks is too busy making her latte, her, like <laughs> dancing around. She's oh, she's having a wonderful time just dancing around because we we all love how we remember in the two thousand we're dancing around making our frothy whipped cream coffee <laughs> drinks. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, uh, that's a bad movie, guys. It's a bad movie.
<laughs> is it i don't know i'm debating now actually if i like this movie no i don't i don't like this movie um maybe or maybe i do uh this is i think a right movie for this podcast because there are just so many things to be like what huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, i'm actually also debating what my thoughts on this movie are because like by all fucking accounts it is trash but god damn if i didn't have a good time watching it here's something and again this is actually me being super nerdy about the franchise is that uh-huh. like so so this is supposed to be the original michael myers house this is where Mm-hmm. Uh, you know papa and mama myers had two children or i guess three children with laurie you know judith myers michael myers laurie strode and so you know this is just supposed to be some regular ass two-story suburban house in whatever suburbia hadn't oh yeah um, they kind of yeah <laughs> but but like when they go into the basement there's like this weird labyrinth like catacombs <laughs> system in there and like yeah, how is this in, in the Myers house? Like, yeah, if you're making this like a spooky mansion or a, like a, a abandoned asylum, maybe, but it's like, this is just supposed to be some fucking house, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> in a neighborhood, you know. Who knows? Maybe I mean, that's maybe that's why they couldn't sell the Myers house. The property value was so high because <laughs> there was this labyrinth in the basement. <laughs> you know how that uh upscales your house <laughs> that's not uh, it just puts you out of reach for most people in the market yeah 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 now i was uh, actually thinking that like it did a it did a thing i liked where um like the the kids find stuff around the house and it's like oh what's this do you think they kept him in here and it's like i don't know some like baby seat with chains and stuff exactly like that. yeah and then it just turns out to be all a bunch of bullshit that dangertainment uh, place <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. And like, you know, in a I don't want to say a worse movie because you can't be that much worse than this movie already. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I guess in a more um in in a movie that's different worse is they would they would add lore to this entry of Michael, you know, like oh, let's yeah, see, yeah, add yeah, to the mythos, and it um, they didn't they did they did understand that Michael just is you know was, did not have a fucked up childhood that that is just something that Dangertainment would put there, but he was just a normal kid who snapped, yeah, uh, or you know debatable i guess if he was ever i mean what 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 does a lot of true crime shows and podcasts do these days but like (laughs) he was a normal kid until he was yeah add all all this extra flavor to you know these stories and whatnot you know yeah uh so i guess i liked that that like the sort of playing with the idea of like adding dark lore to the mythos but then like nah this is Michael's just Michael. There's no yeah. there's no lord to it. If it weren't for um, Michael Myers, the worst thing that Danger Entertainment would have committed was fabricating details of the Myers case. Yeah, exactly. And then like, um, but yeah, then even then, like you say, um, but there do seem to be catacombs in Myers' house. That like once they bust through that that wall it's like oh there's a layer of michael and <laughs> he's been eating rats under the <laughs> <laughs> oh michael eating he he ate a dog in the first one and eating rats 
still. Oh, I do. Um, it's been a while since I saw the first one, but like his mask looks noticeably worse in this one, right? Oh, the, I don't know what the deal is, but they never get the mask right in any of these sequels. That right. for me in Resurrection, why does why is his hair so teased out? Why is his hair so big? <laughs> Why? And like the, the highlighted eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we got to make sure he expresses, expresses emotion. We got to have eyebrows. Um, yeah. You know, I had a thought. So obviously one of the things you make you can make fun of this movie for is the, the, the internet of it all. And how it was trying to be like a cutting edge internet movie. And now it's so integrated. But I do wonder, in another scenario, could you have made... Uh, Halloween Resurrection now, but as a retro movie about 2002. Like, I think, you know, I think right, one, yeah. like one criticism people bring up with slashers these days or horror movies these days, like, oh yeah, so technology, you know, you can't have victims be so isolated because of this and that, because of tech. But it's like, well, flip it on it. If we are so societally conscious and smart about tech, then what if you did like a 2000 early 2000s horror movie where it's right, like right, oh yeah, but we yeah. do know what it's like to be on dial up or dsl and the limitations <laughs> of that like that is something we actually grew up with and know about mm-hmm. um uh, who knows i you know maybe listeners can point me to a horror movie that does play with a such a setting but i i, I in a in a scenario like this it's like oh, i wonder if this could have worked as a retro movie i mean yeah, obviously yeah. People, you would have had to do a lot more other work to make this an actual good movie but eh, you know uh, but uh, an interesting what if to consider you know oh yeah absolutely <laughs> uh but you know what let's not consider what if but what will we decide the ultimate fate of resurrection and so let's go ahead and start wrapping it up. Let's get into most trashy, least trashy, where we talk about our least favorite, most favorite things about the film. So Luana, kick it off with most trashy. What was your least favorite thing about this movie? The, um, I guess the tonal dissonance between the prologue and the main movie. Like that, that was, um, having come into it with, a bit more of a history with Laurie as a character and different continuities even. This seems like a really shitty way for her to go out on, especially considering the fun times movie that follows her demise. Like, it'd be one thing to be like, you know, if you kill Newt and Hicks in Alien 3, that's setting the tone for the rest of Alien 3. It's a, it's a very somber movie. But, like, imagine if you kill Newton Hicks and, like, we're going to have a fun alien action comedy after that, you know? You can't kill Hicks and Newt and then do Alien Resurrection, basically. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what happens here. So that was my least favorite part here. Uh, how about you? Yeah, I, you know, I, I not to piggyback, but I do think that the the way that Laurie Strode is handled is not my favorite. Um, obviously, this is a whole bunch of contract stuff and producer stuff that had to come to head, but it, it kicks off the movie on a wrong foot for me. Um, 
kind of a very this this may seem like a petty criticism but i also don't like the font of the opening credits <laughs> <laughs> and like it's because it seems so cheap but here's the thing the halloween movies the first one sets it sets its foot down with that iconic opening shot of the jack-o'-lantern in what's now known as the john carpenter font and almost every sequel has tried to do some spin on it and then the the resurrection just looks like some font text you can like download from the internet and just put on iMovie and like it the, the cheapness of this already you can download it off of michaelmyers.com you can down, you can download it exclusively from michaelmyers.com <laughs> uh but yeah it that it just it just the, even that sets the wrong cheap foot and uh it never quite finds that footing again so that i'm going to say that uh Let's move on to better things, least trashy, our most favorite thing. So Luana, for you, what was your most favorite thing about this movie? Um, I liked Buster Rhymes' performance. I thought it was very funny, and I thought it was amusing how the movie seemed to want to set him up as a sort of, um, I guess, like, opposite but equal to to michael in a way that you know they just they just lost laurie so they i felt almost like they needed a second like laurie tommy jarvis type of character to bring into any hopeful sequel which ultimately didn't materialize but uh i think busta is very uh charismatic and funny and um he's just kind of a weird character um that's not that like you really touched upon like the the reality TV producer character in a slasher sequel, like that is not like if you if you bring up that description, there is definitely already a type of guy forming in your mind, and Bus's character is very much not that, and mm-hmm. that's kind of cool for <laughs> uh, for the eighth sequel to a slasher franchise. How about you, uh, Travis? What was your favorite thing? So you know we'll get to our ultimate verdict but i'll you know say you know i'm i don't have 100 positive feelings about this movie you know despite the fun we've had on this episode i don't have 100 positive feelings and yet every time i've had to re-watch this movie one moment that has always made me laugh is the moment when buster rhymes puts bianca kylik over his shoulder and he leaves Michael Myers to burn up in that fire. And he goes, hey, Michael, happy fucking Halloween. <laughs> that never fails to make me laugh. <laughs> Even if I'm not with the movie, uh, that just really kills me every time. Just the way he, he delivers that, like, happy fucking Halloween. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's my least trashy of the movie but we have to wrap it all up with our final thoughts so luana give us those final thoughts by answering the final question the ultimate question is halloween resurrection a trash movie i mean yes because it's um you know it's 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 goes without saying that the eighth sequel in our slasher franchise is a you know a mercenary enterprise uh but i don't like how it retcons the you know pretty cool victory that uh laurie has over michael in the previous one um and then you know just 
doesn't do anything thematically with it. It just it's just a retcon because you know producer bullshit. Um, and even then, on a kind of uh, you know on a visceral or lowbrow slasher level, it doesn't really have any great kills. Um, there's it, it, it like the fun that I. And here's why I'm so conflicted, because I did not hate watching this movie. I had a good time. I laughed at a bunch of stuff. It's very short. Um, but while still realizing that, you know, it's it's um, it's not great <laughs> or it, it's not made with uh, any, uh, you know, <laughs> feels so incredible now you to even say this, you know, with any artistic or thematic things in mind, it doesn't really deliver on the on you know the great you know uh, stupid slasher stuff but as a 2002 time capsule it's very funny i find uh it's just just that right amount of abrasive <laughs> that uh that amuses me a lot so i'm gonna have to say that yes it is trash with the caveat that i did enjoy watching it how about you travis I am pretty firm on this, uh, and I will say, even though I've out loud said on this recording, you know, oh, do I like this movie? No, I think this is definitely a trash movie. I've always have considered this pretty bottom of the barrel when it comes to the franchise. Uh, probably this and six are the worst. Even the two Rob Zombie movies I that I don't like are going for things that... I don't care for, but at least they're they they feel like choices being made. Um, yeah, right, right. Rob uh, Zombie definitely like even if he has bad taste, he cares about the story. He's yeah, making it. And I would say, yeah. yeah, I would say that about the David Gordon Green ones that I'm maybe not hot on. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, this is pretty bad. And and I'll say that like, because uh, I was half was like, do I enjoy this movie more than I think? But I think. Every time I've watched this movie, I don't enjoy it, even with the cheesy aspects. But this definitely is one that is more enjoyable to discuss, to kind of just, you know, have the discussion we had where it's like, man, what was that? That part and that part. It's so it's a it's a fun movie to parse out and talk about all the cheesy weirdness of it. But as a movie, it's, it's like, nah, I, I don't care for this one um mm. and, and i'm not even on the case of like oh i i have such reverence for the original that this one fails in comparison i just think this doesn't even uh i mean i'll be honest i think i would rather watch friday the 13th a new beginning more than halloween resurrection if i had to be given the choice and i know that's not a very that's not a very good choice there but uh if i had to that that would no be because halloween uh, the, 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 i agree because friday the new beginning actually has a lot more kills uh they're you know they're not all not all wildly elaborate or anything but there's more there's more boobies in there uh and like that's <laughs> that's the um that's the level that that one rates a slasher movie on you know if if you if you're not making any actual artistic choices if you're just churning something out with like here's your slasher product you guys then then you just gotta rate them on okay so how good are the kills uh, are there boobs <laughs> you know exactly the, the, 
uh, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. New beginning yeah. uh, wins out. Yeah, and uh, look, uh, you know, the David Gordon Green trilogy has come to a definitive end. But look, I am 100% sure that in my lifetime, I will see another Michael Myers remake, reboot, legacy something. I'm sure there will be five of them before I leave the mo- <laughs> this mortal coil. Um and you know, I make peace with that. I, you know, I, you know, I make peace with that. Look, like Michael Myers himself, this franchise will just continue on and on and on. But you know what? I still love the original. It has not lost any of its potency or power for me. So you know what? For me, I'm I can make peace with the franchise because I will always remember that one faithful Halloween night in 1978 in Haddonfield. Oh, the night he came home. The night he came, and Resurrection should have been the night he came online. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't know if any squatters are on it, but maybe we need to buy up michaelmyers.com before anyone else does. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's the end of this movie, and that's the end of Trashtober. And yeah, that without. Oh course, man, was... I had a lot of fun, Travis. Oh yeah, that was a good time. Of course, that's the end of Trashtober Two: Trash of the Titans, where we took a look at some of the you know the big monsters of the horror genre, and we definitely had some unique entries. And uh, well, like any good horror franchise that refuses to die, we'll probably be back with Trashtober Three next year's. Can't wait to see what that's about. But uh, just because Trash Over is ending doesn't mean the fun's ending because we'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. And Luana. What's that? You know, we've been very internet focused uh, about on this episode. And unfortunately, these days, the internet, real cesspool, everyone can't agree on something. But it does seem like one of the rare things that people agree upon with the internet is uh, that Dolly Parton is a nice lady. Yes, absolutely. She was like the Taylor Swift of your parents' age. Exactly. And, and, and popular with the Swifties probably still, like to this day. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously Dolly Parton has been such an icon, so many different fields, obviously music and charity. And she has done some very popular movies, Nine to Five, Nine to Five, Five Steel Magnolias, Best Little mm-hmm. Whorehouse in Texas. Uh, but... I think the most prime type of movie for us to discuss Parton would be the time in the 80s when she teamed up with another icon of that decade, and that was Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone and Dolly Parton in one movie? Oh, yeah. What the heck could it be about? Well, that movie was Rhinestone. The the, the coming, uh, I mean, you love them separately, but don't you want to see them together in one (laughs) film? Stallone and and Parton? Come on now. Hot dogs and whipped cream, two great flavors that go great together. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, that's how you make the Tweaky Wiener sandwich from UHF. So we have so. Oh, yeah. (laughs) uh, But yeah, so we'll be talking about. Oh, actually, is this our? This might be our first Stallone movie too. Mm, okay, I mean, I do think that his filmography has a, Ooh, <laughs> a ripe, wow. uh, yeah, okay. yeah, two icons that we'll be discussing next episode, and uh, with the movie that did not end up becoming iconic, but we'll talk about that in two weeks. 
Uh, in the meanwhile, you can follow the show on Twitter at Trash Movie Pod. Email the show at Trash Movie Pod at gmail.com. And you can give this show a nice five star rating review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts if you're feeling especially nice and generous. In two weeks, will be our new episode on Rhinestone. But until next time, the defense rests. See ya. See ya, everybody.